Hey guys, what's going on today? Welcome to uh, an interview with Mr. Darren Orth. He is the CTO of Rotel. I am so happy to have him here. Darren, how are you doing today? Mike, doing great. Thanks for the opportunity. And it's great to be here and talk to you. The pleasure is all mine. Um, I, I know this kind of uh, got inspired from my review I just recently did on the CD11 tribute, which was a collaborative effort with um, you know the late Kenny Shiwata and I, I found it so inspiring, the story itself, not only his story, but, you know, how he has worked with these companies and obviously, you know, your your tenure with Rotel. Can you tell me a little bit about uh, yourself and how kind of your origin story? You know, I want to know where it all began for you and what got you inspired to be in this industry and to to grow so to this point. Yeah, uh, fair enough. You know, I um, I grew up probably not with the ambition or or really uh, looking at audio, but I was exposed to audio at a very early age. I have six older sisters, and so in the house was constantly competing music, both in genre and volume. So I just grew up surrounded by music, and it would be you know be day to day different depending on the moods and sort of a weekend or a weekday just constantly involved and, and part of that. And it was a great experience just to see that. And, and you know, as I, as I understood and as I grew and I, I finally got my own kit of hi-fi and, and I could buy the, the stack and the rack. And I think it was a, an early uh, older technique system and, you know, the EQ and the lights and the bling, and it was super fantastic. Of course, I couldn't afford to buy vinyl, but I had the system, I had the kit. And it was it was then that I realized that I just was was in love with music and I had a passion for audio. And it was something that had enveloped and I had learned and understood from a very early age. And, and being able to really step in and start to understand that early was really a catalyst. And I, I really fell in love. Uh, and my experience later on in my career of working with the AMX team and integrating different audio systems in with home automation and control technologies was fantastic because it really introduced me to a wide range of products, price points, performance, and I fell even deeper in love with the technology and really in love with just the passion of the industry. Mm. And then an opportunity to join Rotel that came about 12 years ago and I had known them for years. And I jumped at the opportunity to, to be part of the, the team and part of the family that is Rotel. Uh, great experience, great people, and it's a fantastic brand. And I'm just thrilled to be part of that. So in your experience, um, I guess we could stick with Rotel. In the last 12 years, is there a, a product that stands out to you? I know we're going to talk about the CD11 here in a little bit, but um, is there a certain product that you were personally involved with that, uh, you know, kind of like Steve Jobs' Macintosh, something he was so proud of. He was like, put all his efforts in. Is there a product like that for you that, that you that just sticks out? Uh, yeah, and actually it's two. And they are at extreme opposite ends of the Rotel spectrum. So we, we engineered and developed even before the Kenishiwata inspired tribute series, the A11 and the CD11 models really is an entry level set of products, but it's certainly not an entry level performance, but we wanted to provide something that had incredible value and really allowed a, a step in to hi-fi, high performance and high quality. Mm -hmm. Those products launched, they were award winners for EISA. We were thrilled with the media and the press and the attention 
And so at that end of the spectrum, fantastic opportunity to reach to a very large and broad market of, of early hi-fi. But on the opposite side of that is the Michi series products, which now is purely performance. And it was a rebuild of the original Michi series that Rotel did back in the 90s that brought the brand to a higher level. It was really a catalyst of re-engineering, re-architecting and redesigning a series of products that were premium within the Rotel product range, that were premium in the market space, but still maintain that heritage of the brand of affordability, exceptional build quality, and really about driving performance. So I love both sides of that. And of course, there's a whole array of products in the middle, but those two products in the series, we're very proud of the team's commitment and the endeavors, and then the resulting products to be able to deliver across the entire spectrum of price points and performance for the brand. Oh, that's awesome. Um, going back to the, the Michi products, um, how did that come about? Is that, was that your, was that the flagship line for Rotel? Yeah, it was. And the original Michi series was really a step for the business. It was, it was designed and developed mainly for the Japanese audiophile market. And that was the idea of building something better than Rotel. Engineering products that outperformed Rotel, that were more expensive, that were really dialed in for a specific set of clientele. And as soon as those were launched in Japan, they went instantly global. And they were iconic, both in terms of design, performance, and they, they really were a turning point for Rotel and it lifted and elevated the brand. And very quickly, Michi then, all of that technology became Rotel. When mm -hmm. we looked at where we are back five years ago and we started the Michi again, it was re-engineering a platform to lift and elevate Rotel again. What can we do better? How do we, what do we really build on our heritage? How do we build on our 50 plus years of audio engineering expertise to create a technology, not necessarily a product, but a technology platform that we could then productize. And that's what became Michi. And it's what really now is a lot of our new Mark II products is sort of that trickle down technology, that engineering development and those investments. Now we've been able to have the benefit of those in a lot of the newly launched Rotel products. That's amazing. Now, for me personally, I'm a, I'm a CD fanatic. I um, uh, I'm a huge proponent of the the platform. I I know everything's going streaming and and, and the technology is going that way. And I do stream. I'm not going to say I'm not a I'm not a streamer um, because when I'm at my desktop, I I mean I I plug in the cool buzz and, and go at it. But when I'm listening to my my personal system, I, I do prefer the, a CD because I feel like it's the closest thing to perfection that I've been able to listen to. And that's my opinion. That's my subjective listening and people can find vinyl to be, you know, the, their best medium or cassettes or, or whatnot. I, that's the cool thing about this hobby is that there is no right or wrong answer when it comes to personal taste. So that's what I love about this hobby. However, the reason I originally approached Rotel with the idea of now looking back, I wish I had, um, requested the a11 to hear them in tandem together you know to see how that match worked because i, I used a separate uh, uh company's amplifier however you know uh i found it to be very natural very nice just a beautiful beautiful sound out of it it reminded me of cd players of the past you know, I, I do have a have a little bit of a collection of vintage 
CD players and <clears throat> one of them being uh, the Magnavox CDB473, uh, which has that, you know, real popular DAC, the 1541 from back back in the day. Um, how did uh, you and Mr. Ishiwata um, change the original CD11 to come to the CD11 tribute? Because I'm finding just with 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 reviewing DACs and, and things of that sort, I see that a lot of people are so focused on what DAC chip is in the unit. And if it's not something that they feel is of supreme quality or popular or anything like that, they kind of they kind of shy away from it. However, they forget that there is there are other processes in the 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 whole the whole system that goes into the sound quality. Can you explain that to my audience and let them know that, you know, how the CD11 tribute um, came about and, and how you guys engineered it? Yeah, for, for sure. Um, you know, the design of a product, of course, is complicated and it can be even more complicated with complications. When the engineers at Rotel are looking at the design and development, there's, there are a lot of, there are a lot of aspects. There are a lot of points that they're looking at and a lot of touch points. And part of this is, is really the DAC. And the DAC is a critical part of anything digital. And I love your stories about, of CDs and that tactile feel and, and the collection. And there's probably a lot of emotion to that because you do have a collection, right? And shopping for new CDs and, and the vinyl resurgence also with collections. But specifically with CDs, there's a huge amount of effort that takes place in the digital to analog collection. And there's a lot of DACs, audiophile grade DACs, 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 just a lot of components out there that perform that digital to analog conversion. The Rotel engineers, of course, are looking at DACs in their selection to ensure that the specs, the paper specs have to have the, the requirements to perform the function. Okay, so now you're looking at sample rates and you're looking at frequency and you're looking at uh, different slew rates and you're looking at the different specs on paper, distortion, noise, noise floor. Those are all part of the, the selection process, but that would then have a fairly wide variety of decks that would fit from a paper spec standpoint, which is fine and that's the start. But it's really beyond that. A CD spinning at 16-bit 44.1K, again, it's not a lot of work for a DAC. But the DAC itself, the, the design, the build, the way that they represent the music and the way they reproduce the analog signals are very different from DAC to DAC. Beyond that is the power supply feeds. How are you going to feed it? What are the inputs? What are the voltage? What are you going to do on the output of that DAC? What are you going to do with that signal? How do you do the filtering? Is it internal filters? Is there external filters? What are the components used in those filters? And how does the, those components, how do they affect the full frequency range? So the selection of the DAC in Rotel is we'll choose a, an array of DACs that will be the final candidates. And then they will build sample prototypes and test different DACs with different surrounding components to ensure that they're matched and they're fit. And it's easy to say, this is a high performance, high price product, we're gonna choose an expensive DAC. Or this product has a slightly lower budget, we're gonna choose a lower price DAC. That doesn't necessarily make the right path. It is more about the connection, it's more about the DACs and how do they fit and integrate within the rest of the surrounding circuits for that profile. And the CD11 is a perfect example of that because we didn't choose the DAC the initial DACs, we went through the process of testing, designing, measuring, listening, 
testing, designing, listening, measuring to find the right DAC that fit with the CD11. And Kenny Shiwata, who added an incredible amount of value to the CD11 product when he took hold of that, was really instrumental in helping us refine those components around that DAC that brought a sonic performance to the level that it is today. That's amazing. Now, uh, he was a brand ambassador. I guess that was his official title at Marantz. How did he get linked up with Rotel? Was that was that in, within the last few years, or was uh, was the CD11 tribute and the A11 his first project with you guys? Yeah, um, I've of course been a huge fan of Ken professionally from a technical standpoint, a massive fan because he really had, I would say, magic, and his magic was being able to engineer or re-engineer products, but he always wanted to maintain the value part of the business. Uh, and of course he would be out, but, but beyond the technical side, Ken was an ambassador for audio, for music, for passion, emotion, art. And he had a lot of different art and experience in the art business, in the field. I know he was photography, he was high in fashion. He, he was part of that. So he understood the emotional expression and that really was a, a big part of it. So while we ran in the same circles and of course we're at the same shows and part of the same industry, I didn't really have an opportunity to work with him because of his previous engagements. Mm -hmm. When that opportunity presented itself, I got to tell you, Mike, it was a little intimidating because he <laughs> is, he is Kenny Shiwata. Right. Super, super nice. Just personality is incredible, but it was still intimidating because being able to approach him and ask him if he would be interested and willing to engage in a, in a project, mm -hmm. uh, I was a bit worried that he would kind of say, well, I'm, you know, I'm a little busy or, or I'm going to go a different way, but he was very, he was very enthusiastic and he was very personable. Uh, he related to me that he, of course, he knew Rotel. He had the Japanese heritage like Rotel and he had been to the Rotel office and he knew the founders, he knew the stakeholders, he knew the owners. But most of all, he had an appreciation for the culture, the culture of the audio and for the brand. And when he said he would be he would be willing to engage on a product and he would be happy to engage with the engineers, I was thrilled. It was a it was a very great moment. And it really is one of the most proud moments in Rotel's history to have that opportunity to bring someone in of his caliber to work with us on a project. That's amazing. Now, I, I've watched a few of his uh, actually more than a few because I'm a I'm a super fan as well. Uh, I've watched several of his interviews he he gave to What Hi-Fi and, and other publications. And it seems that he was a huge proponent of simplicity and value, as you mentioned. Um, he wanted to give, I guess in layman's, he wanted to give the public the best bang for the buck, right? And for Rotel, Rotel, I think for the most part has been a very, um, I'd say, the, not entry level, that's for sure. You know, they, they've always created quality products. Uh, I actually owned a, a Rotel CD player uh, from the, I think the 90s or, yeah, it had to be the 90s or early 2000s, but um, quality, right? So to come out with this, uh, I wouldn't say budget, but less expensive offering, but with the A11 and, and uh, CD11 uh, tribute, um you know, there had to have been sacrifices made, you know, as far as components and everything. So when he redesigned this thing, 
were you just kind of like, what are you doing? Or were you kind of, were you super on board for his ideas? Yeah, it was, um, it was an interesting introduction and conversation because I, I gave Ken the opportunity and I opened the line chart and I said, this is what we have. Hmm. Where would you like to start? And really fully expecting that he would kind of gravitate to the higher priced, higher performance, really be able to step in and, and stretch and engage. And he went right to the A11, CD11 models. And he's looking at the CD player and I'm kind of stepped back a little bit and I'm trying to understand exactly what's happening. And I said, okay, Ken, you understand, these are already award winners, right? We've got great reviews and fantastic stars and best buy and best values. I said, are you sure you want to start here? And he said, I really want to start there because I love working on products that have a much larger audience and a bigger opportunity to reach more people. He said, I want that expression to be as far and as wide as I can do it. Mm -hmm. So that was, that was thrilling. And I said, it's, you know, you're, you're, the master, you're the expert, you tell me what you need. So that's where he started. My real concern is of course you can engineer a product and of course you can improve the performance if there's no budget. So then I'm stepping in and I'm saying, Ken, but we kind of want to stay kind of where we are. And, and, he, and he was almost insulted by that because he said, of course we do. And that's not going to be what my point. My point is he said, I'm going to make it better but we're going to do it within the budget because we really want to. And he said, and I can make it work. And that was really where I, I really caught hold of his vision. And that was exactly what he executed to was that vision. But beyond that, he said, I'm not going to make it like something I've already done. It's going to be different. It's going to be unique and it's going to be Rotel. Mm -hmm. And not really understanding what that meant. He went out in search of new components, different capacitors, different brands, different values, different technologies that he could integrate into that product to ensure that what he was providing to Rotel was unique to Rotel, befitting to the sonic performance, the brand, and the messaging and the heritage. It was uh, it was a great opportunity. And then I I stepped back and and let him go. And of course, he had the full support of the engineering teams and and we were just in awe of his ability to quickly jump in and start making those those changes. Now how long did it take to um from the time he started to the final prototype because I know there was a prototype right before his passing um how long did it take for him to complete that task because I'm 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 kind of just curious myself how long it takes to do something like that because I know it, it sometimes it takes time to, <laughs> to bring a product yeah. to, to launch for sure. Um, here's the scary part. When, when Ken asked, the first step was send me the schematics. So we're sending him schematics. These are PDFs of the design. And he's literally looking at the paper schematics. And he knows already the parts that he's going to start changing. And I'm, I, and he's heard the product. I know he's heard it. He understands. He knows Rotel. But, but he's looking at the schematic. And then he's identifying which circuits and which components in that circuit he's going to start changing. The challenge wasn't that he was, was, was looking at what he could change. The challenge was just sourcing parts that we have never used before. We have to now go engage from Rotel with new suppliers of new parts, new technologies, and the different components. And really, as soon as he got hands on those components and he had an array of values and he started putting in different values and different manufacturers and different parts, it was very, it was very quick. 
and that was you know a, a good surprise but it was very surprising to see that he was able to architect the design almost from paper and then prove from the the samples that that was the direct and that he was trending and it happened relatively quickly yeah because it uh when, when exactly did the cd11 tribute come out it came out pre-covid correct yeah it came out just just before the COVID. So you were lucky enough to actually be able to source components for for this project because after that, I, I man, I all I hear is ho- horror stories about you know shortages and and all this stuff, and which is I'm sure you guys are facing now. Which only now is it kind of uh, coming around? I, do you see the light at the end of the tunnel right now as far as the the components shortage and all that? Uh, it's very challenging, of course, yeah. and it's not specific to hi-fi. It's challenging in an industry, in every right. industry. But, you know, we're, we're thrilled to be able to have our own factory, our own engineering team, everything co-located sourcing. And, and it makes from an engineering standpoint, technical standpoint, it gives us a lot of flexibility as we look at parts and sourcing and lead times and, and opportunities. That's amazing. I would love to tour that, that factory someday. Um, so, um, the CD11 tribute, uh, incredible, incredible CD player. I found it to be. I actually made that comment in the in the video I did. The video review <clears throat> was that I normally prefer uh, the external DAC I use, uh, and I'll tell you the one I use. It's it's um, it's my Denifrips Aries two. Great DAC, R to R, nice, nicely built. You know, I I really enjoy it. However when I compared it, I actually preferred the output from the Rotel directly. And that's something that has never happened before with new products. And I say new because with some certain vintage CD players, I, I use the onboard DAC. Um, so you mentioned he, you know, replaced certain capacitors and, and, and you know, mess with the power supply and stuff like that. Would you feel between the CD11, which was your original award-winning CD player, uh, entry-level CD player, to the CD11 Tribute, is there a drastic audible improvement? Or would you say it's it's something that uh, people with different tastes can enjoy? Or, or are they pretty similar? What do you, how do you feel about that? Yeah, and, and that's a fair question because there, there was a lot of work that can put into the re-engineering and the architecture. And, and I can say that from, from a detailed perspective and really the rendering of the DAC, because the DAC is common, it's pretty close. But what Ken was able to do is really open the sound stage and add width and add some depth and really bring the tonality to a very consistent level. So you're gonna hear between highs, mids and lows, you're gonna hear a very consistent reproduction. You're not going to hear it too bright and you're not going to hear it too punchy and it's not going to be loose in the low end. It was really that level of just, I would say, smooth frequency response, but not a rounded off or too warm product. And that was really the difference because listening to the two and you just hear the openness and the expression. And if I had to give Ken a single, it was always about expression. He would be so more expressive which again is back to his personality. He's a very expressive person. Ken can really had that quality. So that was where he was able to step in. And that's where within the DAC circuits and the power supply circuits, 
his magic really shows through. I, I felt the same way. And as I mentioned in the video, I, I felt as if the, the external deck I used kind of brought the life down a little bit on the music. Uh, you described it perfectly. It was just a very going straight from the Rotel to the amplifier openness, complete dynamic range, just beautiful, beautiful sound. And I threw everything at it. I, I was using different genres, different CDs. And I'm like, this is, this is impossible, you know, cause I mean, when you get an entry level product and I say entry level, because this, uh, this is probably for, for a good CD player, a great CD player. This is on the lower echelon of price points. Um, I, I was expecting to like it. Right. I was expecting to have a good experience with it. Cause I, you know, I, I've read the, the heritage of the, the whole situation. However, I wasn't prepared for that much uh, of an improvement um, in comparison to my external DAC, because like I said, I, I've been using that external DAC for, for every, almost everything. So <clears throat> just to see that difference, I was, I was very impressed and, and just taken aback a little bit because it, it's, it's, it's wild because I wish I would have been able to experience their original CD 11. So that way I have a source of comparison. However, um, I don't know. I felt that it was it was a, a, a serious CD player. I mean, I think if, if someone is wanting to start their journey with a with a CD player, this would probably be my number one you know suggestion to them is try this. It's not a huge investment financially, and the end result is going to be very impressive. And I think that's what you guys were going for, right? Yeah, that was it. Um, you know, we wanted to keep it simple and we wanted to be able to provide that step in value. And of course you can spend more money and, and we make CD players that are, that are higher in price point and different technologies. This is a, an extremely respectful product, both for the Rotel brand and again, for the intended tribute series to, to Kenny Shiwata. Awesome. Now, uh, I know this might be, uh, a question and I, sometimes companies don't want to answer this question because there's a lot of uh you know a lot of secretive stuff going on but is there any any plans for the future near future that my audience can expect from hotel any new uh innovations or products or, or fun stuff you guys got working on in the in the lab uh, the lab's always busy and that's a good thing mm -hmm. uh, usually it's a great thing so here's what i can tell you and we've we have a lot coming still we've got some really exciting products still launching throughout the end of this year and and looking at that uh we're thrilled you know this is our 60th anniversary and we're celebrating that still on the heritage of a 60 year old family-owned, Japanese-cultured, hi-fi electronics brand. Family-managed, family-operated, family-owned. It's, it's a great business. And as part of that celebration, we have some products that are in the lab that will help us celebrate that. And uh, we're excited for those um, in, the, in the summer months. So stay tuned for some of the, the new products that are coming and some things that are coming out in the fall that'll also be a, quite a, a welcome surprise to Rotel uh, as we uh, continue our journey. Well, hopefully I will get an email so I can have uh, first dibs on on uh, telling the world about the, the good news. But because uh, um, I, I am, a like I said, I, I this has kind of solidified my my fondness and I'm a fan. You know, I'm a fan of Rotel. Uh, what can I say? You know, who, it's, it's like you said, it's a company with 60 years of heritage. 
you know um my only lament like i said it was not being able to match the a11 with the cd11 because i kind of wanted to see how those two went together um do you feel that is uh those two were were a match made in heaven or do you feel the cd11 tribute can play nice with with almost anything you throw at it yeah you know we we engineered them in parallel and the a11 was engineered to benefit from the cd11 acoustically they're very well matched electronically they're very well matched okay. so they are a fantastic set but also to be fair the cd11 is is a very keen product meaning it's flexible in in what it does and and you've used it with different equipment and you see the performance and you see the way it responds mm-hmm. and the way it drives where it is very dynamic and it's it's very um, actionable in in any kind of hi-fi system so it's a great product uh, i would encourage you to when you have the opportunity throw those two together and uh, <laughs> give them a good run because they are very much part of each other in terms of design Okay, just to finish things off, I wanted to talk about uh, something obviously Ken Ishiwata was not a, a part of, but it's now your, you know, your flagship CD player, the RCD 1572 Mark II. Uh, can you tell me a little bit about that? Because as a CD fanatic, uh, this might be another option for me to uh, to review in the future. And, uh, you know, it it looks great, and I would love to hear a little bit about it. Yeah, it's a great it's a great product. Uh, the Mark II products, which we've been releasing over the last six months, really leverage a lot of the some of the tribute technologies and also some of the Michi technologies. What mm-hmm. Ken had had taught us about engineering and design, and working on just the the A11 CD11 tributes are fantastic. Mm-hmm. The RCD1572 is our flagship CD player with both analog digital outputs, as well as a fully balanced circuit with XLR outputs. So a truly differential design with differential outputs and the signal pass is differential circuits. And it's a great, it's a great model that steps up and just steps into a higher level of performance. Again, building on everything that we've learned and everything that we've done over the uh, the years at Rotel. Okay. So just from looking at the specs, it looks at, like it has um, very nice THD, you know, so noise is low. Um, uh, you like the tray loading CD mechanisms, which is cool. I, I'm always so scared of the slot loading because I feel like my CD is going to get damaged in, <laughs> in the pro- I know it's not for the most part, but <laughs> it's always yeah. like this anxiety I have. I'm like, I'd rather just set it on the tray and let the tray put it in. Um, it, it looks like an amazing, amazing uh, CD player, but it looks very just you know, highlight wise, it looks very similar to the CD11 tribute. Um, when someone purchases the RCD 1570 Mark II, what is the biggest, I say biggest improvement, uh, aside from obviously the XLR outputs that you would say um, when someone's trying to decide, okay, should I do CD11 tribute or should I do go flagship? What do you think? For sure. The the RCD 1572 is is a lot about the power supply okay. so of course bigger model bigger budget uh, a bit more of an investment we can make in the components and we build an in-house manufactured toroidal power supply and we're feeding this as a cd player with the same technologies in that transformer that we feed the rotel amplifiers low noise very low esr 
a lot of smoothing capacitors, a lot of investment in ensuring that the voltage regulators feeding the individual circuits are, are more isolated and physically isolated on the PCB because the PCB is bigger. Now we can physically move the components away from each other. So it gives a much lower noise floor and it has a, a different DAC, of course, more budget in the components and the DAC output filters, which drives that differential output circuit design. And it will really give a, a different experience between the two models. So it's a nice to have the step in, step up models to really fill out the portfolio. Awesome. Yeah. I, well, hopefully someday I'll be able to, uh, to hear that because it looks like it's very well received. Well, very well received product. Um, perfect. Well, thank you. I want to thank you very much for being on the show. Um, I feel that, you know, hopefully my audience learned a little bit about Rotel, a little about Ken Shiwata and obviously a little bit about you. So um, I would love to have you back on the show again to announce anything you'd like to announce <laughs> um, down the road, because I am excited to see what you have planned for the, for the not only this coming year, but years to follow. And uh, yeah, thank you for, for your time. Yeah. Thanks Mike. Uh, great, great to talk to you and thanks for your, your support in Rotel. No problem. I'm, I'm a fan for life. Thank you so much. Thanks. Bye-bye.